This podcast is not canon. It is not endorsed by Lucasfilm, The Story Group, Disney, Delray, Fantasy Flight, West End Games, or anyone else with actual stakes in Star Wars. Again, this podcast is not canon. Welcome to Of Dice and Droids, a Star Wars tabletop podcast brought to you by the Tashi Station Network. Join Brian, Nancy, Rocky, Sho, Sav, Jay, and Game Master Tom in their original campaign, The End of All Things. Episode 10, With or Without You, begins now. Welcome back to Of Dykes and Droids. We are here with the Merc team this week. We'll go around the horn real quick. Hello, Jay. Hello. And we've got uh, Saf. Hello. Show. Yo. And finally, Game Master Tom. Hello, everyone. All right, Tom, I will turn it over to you. Have fun, everyone. Thank you, Brian. All right, everyone, welcome back to Of Dice and Droids. Tonight we are hanging out with the uh, Merc team. We will continue their adventure in just a moment. Um, before we do that, uh, players, um, I have dropped the link to the uh, die roller that we use. Um, show, I know that you just roll your dice, but that um, for Saf and Jay, the link to the die roller is in the Slack channel for you guys if you want to load that up. And I'm going to ask you guys to all start, as we always do, by rolling one of the force die so that we can uh, assess what the um, destiny pool uh, is for this particular session. Who should That's start? the blue one, um, right? Th- uh, no, the force die is the white one that has either um, hollow dots or fully um, uh, full black dots on it. Um, otherwise, we never roll this die. So it's the odd looking one. Uh, okay. On the bottom left of the die roller. Um, each of you is going to roll one die. And for those listening, if this is your first time listening or you just forget what the heck the force die is for, um, the force die helps us figure out the destiny pool. Uh, the destiny pool basically is a way that the players or myself, the GM, can uh, use points to subtly influence both the world of the game in small ways not enough that we can uh completely override or change what's going on or completely solve a problem it's not meant to be a deus ex machina but it can small solve small problems of oh good thing i brought that extra lock pick with me if perhaps the player didn't even plan to bring a lock pick at all or uh to give themselves just that extra little boost on a really critical die roll so once all of you have rolled one of the die please tell me how many dots you have on your result I have a black dot. Okay. I have a white dot. Okay. I also have a black dot. Okay, so for the uh, Destiny Pool 216, the size of the pool is three points, uh, and the current alignment of the pool is two black dots or two dark side points, and one white dot or one light side point 
Um, and as a reminder, me, the GM, uh, I am only allowed to use dark side points. You, the players, are only allowed to use light side points. And whenever a point is used, instead of going away, its alignment simply flips to the other side. Cool. All right. Now that we've got that and taken care of, we can jump right back <laughs> into the game. Um, do you guys happen to remember where you were and what was going on the last time we played? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Would anyone like to elaborate on the yes? I well, think after there was dancing. <laughs> for Jay, only for Jay. I'm bitter. You could have danced, maybe. Yeah, you went and got a drink. You didn't want to dance. I needed snacks, okay? After that harrowing ridiculousness. Okay, Very so fair. after Jay's adventures of uh, romancing a Rathtar, um, we got Bongo Ex Machina to Jabba's Palace, which is where we were supposed to be going for like <laughs> three episodes. <laughs> um, and Jay got to dance, and Jin got to talk about herself, and I got a snack and met an odd character. And then someone pulled out a gun, specifically that odd character. Oh, yeah, he did. Does anyone remember who the odd character was? He was a well, cowboy. I do, but I was the one talking to him, so. Okay. Uh, do you remember the other, uh, there were basically two other individuals of importance that you got, that you met um, during the last game. Do you remember who those two people were? One of them was that propaganda guy whose name I've forgotten. Ferrick Abdur. Yes, that one, Ferric yeah. Abdur, who is um, uh, who identified himself as being imperial intelligence, but made um, several comments that his uh, area of expertise um, was either in uh, propaganda or that he was looking to expand into it. That's right. Uh, and do you know? Do you remember what about Ferrick? Uh, or what Ferrick was doing or spent the majority of his time doing last time? Fangirling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's certainly one way to put it. Yes, he uh, was quite excited to meet uh, his favorite hollow actress, uh, Jinchana, uh, and they had quite an elaborate conversation, during which time uh, Jinchana not only revealed to him that she was on Tatooine because of the death of her dear aunt, uh, whom she neglected to name to him, uh, and uh, that she was also undercover um, uh, researching for a new role and that she was representing the Red Key Gang. Uh, and uh, Farrick, uh, in their conversations and in his interactions with all of you, inferred that uh, both Sho and uh, Jay, that you two were playing the role of assistants and otherwise uh, sort of... Uh, <coughs> you know, the entourage for Jinchana. That all sounds right. Okay. And then the other person, Jay, do you remember the person that you had um, some significant interactions with? Um, I don't remember her name. Sunny. <laughs> it, it wasn't Sunny, was it? It was someone else. It was Sunny. It was Sunny. <laughs> it just it wasn't was... Sunny Windwalker. Yes, yeah. Right. It was okay. Sunny. And do you just do you remember anything about your interaction other than the dancing? Um, yeah, she wasn't from the core worlds. Oh of course, God. that's what he remembers. 
<laughs> she also had like a freaky bodyguard who was staring at you angrily. She's from a swoop gang. Yeah, they're, they're, those were other unimportant details too. <laughs> <laughs> Once she revealed herself as not being from the core worlds, any and all other details, including her name, it seems, um, became irrelevant. Classic Percival. Unfortunately, okay. that's completely true. No. <laughs> okay. So now that we've all kind of got our bearings straight, got where we are, um, let's jump back into the game. Uh, so just to set the scene, uh, all of you were beginning to reconvene. Uh, Jay uh, Percival was beginning to uh, walk away from his interaction with Sunny as she had sort of told him that he probably should leave the area soon, though she wasn't specific as to why. And so you were beginning to walk back toward uh, away from the dance floor where Farrick and Jin were sitting um, talking. Uh, Jin, you had sort of gotten up with Farrick, but you guys were still in that same area. Uh, and... Um, show you were down uh, in the bar area you had just had a little bit of a drink uh, you had been talking to uh, a man named Cobb Vanth who um, last in- lawman on Tatooine yes the last lawman on Tatooine who inquired about what you were doing there and uh, didn't interrogate you but you know had a, a conversation with you about whether or not you were there to cause trouble um, he then left the bar area and you momentarily had a odd conversation with um, a very young person who seemed to be playing at being a uh, member of the waitstaff who uh, was very curious about you because she had noticed that you did not arrive at the party the way anyone else had, that you guys came up through the basement. Um, And she also, um, similar to the way that, that Percival was warned, basically said you didn't belong there and that you needed to leave as soon as possible. Uh, before also, you could, oh yes. Just for the record, I'm convinced that this character looks like Eleven from Stranger Things. Um, we can make that canon if you would like canon to the show. Um, so it's yes, just the this- way the way she ended up. I, I there was like a comment about short hair. I don't even know. Okay, how that well, happened, we will we will say that she looks like Millie Bobby Brown's uh, Eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> That's perfectly fine with me. Okay. Um, before you, know, you can on. get any more information out of her, though, there was a bit of a commotion. Uh, and when you turned back, she had sort of run away. She seemed to have been spooked by something. And everything sort of came to a head when Cobb Vanth stepped into the middle of the bar area, brandishing both a blaster and what appeared to be some sort of detonation device, and basically claimed that w- they were going to have order inside that place or no one was going to leave alive. And that is where we ended up. So, you are all now standing in this bar area. Um, Cobb Vanth has brandished these weapons. He is surrounded by several, what looks like gang members related to the Huts, um, maybe some other members related to other gangs here on Tatooine and other syndicates. He has brandished these weapons, and there is just sort of a massive standoff in both rooms. Everyone has kind of frozen. Uh, people are completely uncertain as to what to do. I make the worst friends. And you may go. Oh, God. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> what Maybe does that we mean? can flirt our way out? I think I don't think we can flirt with a gun. I mean, we could try. <laughs> Depends how good we are at rolling. Come on, guys. Dice. Who else? Who else wants to go back to the bongo? Yes, we, we, we should go to the bongo. I think I think we all forgot something and should go get it. 
I'm this is so exciting, though. You can bring your fan with you if you want. I... That's not the exciting part. Would be for me. You can you can bring the blaster with you if you want. So while you guys are sort of standing around um, and trying to figure out what to do, uh, uh, a couple of people kind of start to move a little bit, and Cobb sort of turns and says, "No, I'm being serious. Everyone, stay where you are. I'll set this off." And he sort of you know raises the detonator in his hand a little bit higher. Okay, I like. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, I I look at him and I'm, I go, why? We're people of quality. You can't do this. Someone remind me to never interact with humans ever again. Why are you gonna do this? Well, what's this human doing? Uh, there are plenty of other people uh, like you guys are sort of shouting at him and like trying to you know get him to stand down and some of the some people on the outskirts of the area where he is a couple of people look like they're starting to move slightly it looks like some people might try to jump him or whatever um and uh Jin next to you you see Ferrick has kind of like uh he is what he looks like he's sort of talking into like some sort of comm piece he has like in his ear he's kind of like got his hand over his mouth a bit like kind of muffled a little bit he's talking um and he doesn't seem to be paying attention to what's going on. He he seems to be talking to someone on comms piece. Um, I lean close to see if I can hear what he's saying. Okay. Um, as you lean over, he kind of looks at you, but doesn't say or really do anything. You can't really make it out. It's a very tiny comms piece in his ear, so uh, you can't make out what anything is being said. You hear him giving a series of sort of... Uh, very short statements about like in the bar, like center of the room, like four meters to the left. Like he's giving a location uh, and, but you can't hear what the response is or what other information is coming through. Oh the God. Other side. Um, show. Um, can you, or actually any of you guys could do this. Um, make a uh, perception check um, for, for the, see. for the room at large. So for me, that would be a yellow and two green against. Uh, it's going to be uh, just a, a sort of base perception check. So make it against two purple dice. Okay. <laughs> I have a desk now. I'm not just rolling on the bed. It's exciting. That's Percival has success advantage. Okay. I have a success and a triumph. Ooh. Nice. I, I also Very rolled red, but that got canceled out by another triumph. But you had, you had two triumphs. I had two triumphs, but I also had a threat, so mm. I end up with just a success and a triumph because All I'm right. amazing. And um, Saf. Yeah, I got two threats. Two threats. Okay. <laughs> um, so Seth- <laughs> You're a little overcome both by the distraction that uh, that Farrakh has provided in terms of what he was doing, and also you're just you're feeling tense, like you're not really you're not trained for this, like you don't really know what to do, like you're 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 really uh, you're a little kind of caught by the moment, so you don't really see anything going on. Like all you sort of notice is you see Cobb and you you see the blaster and you see the 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 device in the sand, and that's that's kind of it. Um, Jay, uh, Percival notices that Sonny and her, um, you know, compatriot, whoever that 
that other individual was, um, have disappeared from the room. They're gone. Um, you don't know exactly where they went. Um, though, given the amount of time, it they couldn't have walked back to the other room and then out. They must have left the room you were in and gone into one of these side rooms or something, a side corridor or something. But their absence is odd, particularly given her brief warning to you about you should leave. Um, and show you notice that there are several other um, people who have a similar profile to the girl you were talking to a minute ago. They seem young, uh, not quite children, but very much uh, at the edge of sort of being um, uh, children or, or youths. All of them, again, dressed as if they were bar or waitstaff. And all of them seem to be freely moving among the outskirts of most of the crowd, weaving in and out among one or two people before ducking back out to the outskirts. Um, they all seem to be moving freely with impunity. They don't seem, uh, none of them seem particularly um, frightened or anxious. None of them are watching Cobb Vanth. They're all going about whatever it is they're doing. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay. Just for a reminder, because I don't have the map in front of me, I am currently nowhere near Jin and Percival. Uh, no, you are in the second room, so they can see what's going on in the room. You're in the room that Cobb is in. They are in the room above you, just up a short sort of couple of steps. That's where the sort of dance floor was, and that's where uh, Ferric was sitting with Jin. So they can see into the room with you, but you are not standing anywhere near each other. Okay, well then I start, uh, no, on second, on second thought, I, I just kind of shrug at them, <laughs> helplessly, because gesturing towards the door is not going to do much good if he's threatening to blow us all up if we move. Okay. Helpless shrug. Percival, um, Jin, are you going to take any actions? I'll wave at her. Um, can I... Back away slowly, one foot at a time. Uh, All subtle-like. Where are you backing uh, yeah, away? Yeah, you, so subtle. Towards, towards the wall to look at other like corridors or doors or nooks and crannies that Sunny and her guy got down into. Okay. Um, so yeah, you just start to back up a little bit. Since you're in the other room, like Cobb can't really see you. He could see into the other room, but like there's enough people in there that like if you're just kind of taking steps backwards towards the back wall, he can't see what you're doing. So you're not really in any danger of causing an issue. Okay. Do I detect any rooms or things or alcoves? Um, you definitely can see there are some like short little hallways and other little rooms that this room seems to jet out, you know, have onto. There's a corridor or two. There's no signage or anything. There's nothing that would indicate to you if those are closets or storage rooms of some kind, if they are like bedrooms, bad, like you don't really know what it is. Uh, but there, there are ways, there are places you could go out of this room. Okay, how about, are there sprinklers like fire sprinklers on the ceiling anywhere there are not dang it there goes my plan I, <laughs> I feel like on Tatooine they'd probably find a different way to put out fires like sand 
Just lots of sand. Well, I don't know anything about these barbaric rim worlds. I assume they all have water. <laughs> well, you did correctly guess that huts love baths. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> I imagine we're just like yelling at each other over the stairs. Am I currently in Cobb's line of sight? Yes. Can you like throw something at him? I feel like that would get us blown up. Um, maybe. Not if you hit him like All right. right in the right place. Percival Nordia. Oh, there is one. Um, I apologize for the interruption. Uh, show what? What again was the result on your check? Uh, success and a triumph. Ah, okay. Um, sorry. You notice one other thing: the uh object that uh Cobb is holding in his hand, not the blaster. The the detonation object um, does not look like any standard thermal detonator that you have ever seen. But it still looks like a thermal detonator. Does not look like any standard thermal detonator that you have ever seen. Is he lying to us? Well, I mean, no one told him no disintegration, so for all we know, it'll disintegrate us. <laughs> that doesn't that sound like said, fun. I could call his bluff. Do it. You know what? That was a strong drink that I had. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and turn around and leave the room. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> going to turn around and leave the room. I'm just, I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm out. If we all die, no, I hate you. Okay. I um, know. Probably so, than um, as you guys see, um, Jin, I'm uh, not sorry, not Jin, show start to uh, turn and look like she's going to start to move out of the room. You both kind of tense up a little bit because you aren't sure what might happen. Um, but in that moment, uh, Farrick stops talking into his ear or whatever, and he sort of rises up and he says, oh, oh, just don't worry. This is all taken care of. It's all, all been taken care of. You'll, you'll see. In fact, enjoy. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Oh, God. And he, I knew it. He uh -oh. just starts watching. <laughs> and as you turn around and start to walk, Cobb sees movement out of the corners. eye, turns towards you, and he says, you, stop. Stop moving. What did I say? Listen to me. And he actually points his blaster at you. And he says, I'm serious. I will, you know, I am serious. Stop moving. Uh, you know, you're all under arrest. And he's kind of going <coughs> on and on. Um, do you stop moving, show? He's pointing a blaster towards me now. He's now gesturing his blaster towards you. Um, How close am I to the door? Uh, well, or, it's not an actual door. It's a, uh, in this case, it's a, you know, just an opening, uh, opening to a corridor. I don't have a link to the picture right now. Yeah, I would say you're, you know, about uh, five steps from it. Five, yeah, between five and ten steps away from and, the, the door. And there's other people around? There are. Okay, so I duck and then okay. start crawling towards the corridor. Okay. 
Um, as you do that, like a bunch of people kind of like jump out of the way because they are not sure what the heck you were doing by like dropping to the ground and maybe you're pulling a weapon or something. And uh, Vanth can't see you anymore. And he says, no, stop it. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to stop. <laughs> and he's yelling. At the same moment, Percival, you nope, over and over, <laughs> and you continue to make your way towards the corridor. Um, Percival, you hear marching, and you hear the the like the, the rhythmic step of several uh, you know sets of boots, and you look down the corridor that you were trying to investigate to see if perhaps that was a a, a means of egress for you, and you see uh, several stormtroopers uh, actually walking towards you. Oh dear. And from uh, one of the corridors, from the corridor show that you are walking towards, you, after ducking and like beginning to continue your movement, look up, and suddenly there are several stormtroopers walking towards you through that corridor. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, what a relief. I, Finally. I, I, I didn't mean what I said about humans. The stormtroopers uh, show do not seem to take any interest in you. They have their blasters raised, and they are advancing pointing towards Cobb Vanth. They actually are, looks like they're going to walk right past you uh, oh, into the God. crowd. Uh, the stormtroopers up in the room with Percival and Jin uh, move past through the crowd and move towards the opening of the stairs that lead down, and they have now taken up position with their blasters pointed at Cobb. Overcome by patriotism, I yell, all hail the emperor. Oh, uh, lovely. Farrick, uh gives you like a little bit of a clap and he says, yes, yes, all hail the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just like, put almost, my head in my hands. Almost out of reflex. He's just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, dear. I roll my eyes as I continue moving. Towards okay. <laughs> so, show you actually make it to the corridor and yes. you have kind of a free run. You can walk back in the direction of the rooms that you changed in earlier when you first arrived and you guys had the, the wet clothes and you were you were changing out of them. You can head back that way. Um, okay. Well, I, I make sort of a gesture so that Jin and um, Percival see the direction that I'm heading and then I just like thumbs up and head that way okay so you walk out of the room uh <laughs> so Cobb seems like furious now he's spinning around he's waving the blaster waving the the you know the detonation device um he's screaming uh some more of the gang members with the with the appearance of the stormtroopers seem to have become emboldened and they have all started to take steps closer to him and they seem to be closing the circle in <coughs> And then one of the gang members lunges at him and knocks the detonation device out of his hand and it goes flying into the air and it hits the ground near the bar and nothing happens. Oh, thank God. Uh, and Cobb is immediately tackled by that gang member and two of the stormtroopers who dash forward and he's immediately sort of gang tackled and, and uh, you know, kind of like grab control of um and then a very odd thing sort of happens even with Cobb in the middle of the room being sort of restrained and held everyone else around in that room and everyone else in the room that you are in uh percival and Jin, goes back to exactly what they were doing the music starts again they start dancing they start drinking and it's as oh if God. nothing ever happened. Um, tell me that Cobb Vanth pulls this at least once a month. 
Uh, and Farrick sort of steps a little closer. He says, see, see, look, oh, it's all taken care of. Oh, it's all, you know, so, so wonderful to have such good help here all the time. Um, and you see him gesture down to the stormtroopers who've kind of pushed the gang members like off of Vant that have taken control of him. And he says, get that, you know, get that filth out of here. Just, you know, uh, a couple nights in the, uh, you know, the tension cells uh, and Mos Eisley should do. Go, go, go. Um, and he waves them off and they leave, dragging Cobb Banth with him, who is screaming and yelling something about Freetown and the liberation of Tatooine and, you know, other sort of incoherent, uh, not incoherent, but sort of rambling and blathering <clears throat> on about, you know, saving Tatooine and liberating it or something. I'm guessing I can't hear any of what he's saying right now. Uh, no, you show you are basically not in this scene you have exited okay. state you have quite literally exited stage left um <laughs> so we will we will come back <coughs> to you momentarily <clears throat> okay uh Jin or percival are you going to do so, or, or anything does this happen often Jin asks Ferris as well oh i i, I don't know i this, this is my first party here in a long time uh He's like, no, but I'm, it, it was clear that the man's detonation device was was a fake. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, obviously. Is, he's just clearly here as a rabble rouser to cause problems uh, and disrupt, uh, you know, a fine evening. Um, I, it's frankly, it it is. I find it offensive. Uh, offensive. So do I. Very offensive. Um. And then he sort of sweeps around and actually, Percival, he steps in front of you. So he's now standing in front of you, but facing oh. Jin. So he, you're now staring at the back of his head. Um, <laughs> um, and he says, oh, but I absolutely must apologize. I mean, I'm sure with everything you've been through with your aunt and your travels and your... And he lowers his voice for a second as he's speaking to you, Jen. He goes, and your, and your very sensitive work. I, this... This I'm. This must be so much for you to take. Please allow me. You and and your. He turns and wait and like uh, swipes his hand and almost smacks Percival in the face as he's looking around <laughs> looking for him. And doesn't even realize that Percival is standing a foot behind him. Uh, he like almost hits you. And he's like, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, he's a like, you and your 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 retinue. Uh, where where? And he he's looking around for show. He doesn't see. He's like, well, um, <coughs> where wherever uh, where, wherever the other one went. Uh, he's a no show. Boo. Percival, you're fired. <laughs> oh, that was awful. Um, <laughs> God, I just lost my God. train of thought. Uh, <laughs> so, I should take away a destiny point for that or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, Percival. Uh, so Farrick says, "You and your new should you absolutely you will be my guests tonight. You will you will stay here at the at the." the palace and 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 tomorrow in fact i have oh i have i have had just just the most wonderful idea it will absolutely help you in your studies please please come with me come with me and he begins to ferry the two of you back down the stairs and towards the corridor that show um exited through um and he he looks like he wants to show you to um, some 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 sort of accommodation ha. do this, you want to follow him good. do you want to go with him are you going to uh. object I'll go with him. This seems fine. I assume they're nice accommodations. 
We I mean it's find out it's me. It has to be nice. And I also, mean it is a palace. Percival, as Jin's assistant, you really don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, Percival. I'm nobody's assistant. Those humans in their place. <laughs> he mumbles to himself as he leaves the room behind them. You know you're my assistant. It's just happened. I'll the assist world. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so as Farrick brings you guys down the hallway, you actually see Sho, who has ducked into one of the, the changing rooms, is kind of hanging out there, and, and Farrick kind of waves her over and, and leads you on. Uh, and so he leads the three of you down a couple more corridors. You turn to left, you turn to right, you know, you kind of head deeper into the palace, which actually seems much larger than you... Uh, than you thought it was when you first arrived and when you were in the sort of central party room. <clears throat> and he leads you to a door. He punches in a quick code on the, the the sort of pad on the side of the door and it swishes open. And what you see is kind of a, a rather a mid-sized sort of like living area and then uh, two doors that lead into rooms that look like they have both uh, freshers, bathrooms, uh, and um, sleeping accommodations. Um, oh, how lovely. And he says, please, I, I would I, I would be overjoyed if you would spend the night here. Every, everything you will need is right here. I believe um, that uh, there are um, uh, some, some, some evening clothes for, for you, uh, some sleeping clothes. Uh, if not, the, we, we certainly can, can have those uh, delivered to you if you happen to need of anything. Um, and I, I, I would implore you to, to, to rest here this evening and tomorrow. Ah, t- tomorrow you will, you will see something, something truly grand and wonderful. Do you have any fancy hats and capes to deliver us? I, I, he says, First of oh, all, oh, you oh. have the fanciest hat of all right there. <laughs> it's so fancy. Uh, Farrick looks at uh, Percival and says, "Oh, oh, absolutely! That is that is an amazing idea. We will absolutely have uh, bring bring uh, the, the the I will I will I will track down the finest uh, f- finest." Uh, uh, finery that i can find for for your uh for 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 your 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 wonderful boss um and i will have it brought to her the, uh upon the morrow um and so he he seems I, super excited to bring Jin uh some like really great you know clothing um, i'm just cracking up i'm not even trying to hide it i'm just i put up. my i put my hand on the shoulder and i'm like thank you so much you are a really great friend do you do you think i could borrow some Shush, Percival. Uh, Ferric gives you like a weird look, um, and then uh, he says, uh, "If there will, if there won't be anything else, then I, I will leave you for the evening. Please enjoy your rest, and please do not worry. You are you are perfectly safe here. You are under my watchful care, and I would never, never allow anything terrible to happen to you." Thank I you. Support. That is good. That that's always nice. And so uh, Farrick, you know, kind of whisks himself out of the room and the door swishes closed behind him. And uh, you three are left alone in this, you know, little apartment type setup. Phew. Well, that went well. Yeah, that was too much. Oh, my gosh. He is. There's a lot happening with that man. This this a job. You know, it's it's worth it's it's worth only so many things. I, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I mean, we don't really need to finish the job, do we? I mean, it seems like I we're think being taken care of. 
I think we were hired to finish the job. They didn't hire us to half-ass the job. That said, if we get a crazy guy with a real thermodetonator out here, that seems like it would be a good time to, um, you know, some jobs just aren't worth it. Well, Ferrick said we're safe here, so I believe him to a point. What could go wrong? Remember last time we believed a human, Jen? You've seen how he acts, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do have a point. He's not Percival. Yeah, exactly. Some humans are less... And I look Percival up and down, and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So do you think there's any spaceships in this palace? Maybe the palace is a spaceship. (laughs) Maybe the planet is a spaceship. (laughs) Oh, that would be a big spaceship. (laughs) You can't speak to me that way. I just Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wander around the rooms and inspect them for like bugs and stuff. I don't know if I know what I'm looking for, (laughs) but I'm gonna try. (laughs) Uh okay. You will then make want to inspect the room for bugs. Oh, like the listening kind. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> insects. I was really confused. I just really like, hate why, insects. Why do you think that he gave us a buggy room? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the outer rim. I'm going to say this will be a... Oh. You know what? Which skill do you want to use? Okay. Um, charm. I'm not going to charm the bugs out. <laughs> you can flirt um, with the bugs, which may or may not be there. That's I, what you said about the Wrath Tar. Um, yeah, but this time I really mean it. Damn it, all of my skills are like talking skills. Um, I'll try perception, I guess. Okay. Um, so you're going to make a perception check, which is three <laughs> green dice against uh, two purple dice and a red die because you don't know what you're looking for. I really don't. All right. I got (laughs) a failure and three advantages. I rolled four failures all up. I'm so glad they got canceled out. So you uh, take a walk around the area. Uh, You are entirely confident that there are no bugs in uh, the apartment, and you kind of declare that to both uh, Show and Percival. However, you then uh, very quickly reveal that you have never actually seen a communications bug in your life, and you have no <laughs> idea what it would look like if you had actually found one. I've seen them in the movies, and the holos. I don't think that's how they actually look, though. Hmm. Do I well, that's my, my job drink? done. I should still have my drink, right? <laughs> like, I never put it down. When I got up from the bar, I picked up the drink. Sure. Cool. Well, then I down the rest of my drink. Okay. It still tastes like rust. <laughs> That's okay. It's now just a little watery because you've been carrying it for so long. Ew. Use ice cubes in Tatooine? They would at Jabba's Palace. 
then again, they, they also have, have like a secret underwater reservoir. So they have a lot of water to spare. I think. Yeah. Hope it's not Rathtar water. It is now. Yeah. I don't okay. even want to know what Rathtar water is. Water that a Rathtar has touched. Okay. That is disgusting. Hey, that thing was swimming all throughout that reservoir. Anyway, so I down my drink and then I wander around and do a perception. Or let me see, would it be perception? A check for bugs. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I'll use perception. Okay. Um, you are going. Perception for you is one yellow and two green, and that's going to be against three purple dice. You at least know what a bug looks like, or if not, you have enough sort of mechanical ability that if you were to see something that, you know, see a, a piece of electronics or something that was out of place, you might be able to sort of identify it. Wow, that's a lot of threats. Um, I, I succeeded. <laughs> my total my total score was two successes, two advantages, four threats. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you take a walk around, and you are fairly certain that there are no bugs in the apartment. Just to be sure, um, I go and inspect the bag... The, the beds for bed bugs because I'm kind of thick and I assume that's the kind of bugs they're talking about. Oh okay. my gosh. Percival. Percival, please. Uh, I need to hire new help. Go inspect the beds <laughs> and you actually find very... You are surprised, Percival, because you actually find linens and you find uh, sort of, uh, you know, you find a duvet on each of the beds uh, and they are all very fine uh, embroidered linens that are usually only found on the core worlds. I'm I'm staying in these beds and I'm never leaving. Are there mints <laughs> on the pillows? There are. <laughs> oh, how many beds are there? I don't care. There are two beds. Oh dear! Again? Again? Dibs on one. Wait, what do you mean again? Last time we stayed. At oh yes, a, yes. In. When you were at that weird crummy hotel with the the droid that we, was we never did figure out like who got a bed to themselves i mean obviously i get a bed to myself obviously me too okay then percival was sleeping on the floor <laughs> no these are these are comfortable beds i will fight you i will literally fight you with my i don't think i know how to fight but i will fight you anyway <laughs> i crack on my energy glove it's so mean. Okay, first of all, we can share, but you have to take like a quarter and then I get the rest. Fine, as long as I get comfortable on the fluffy, fluffy bed. <laughs> okay, no more fighting. <laughs> We've had enough drama today without you two doing that. I've been through too much not to get my own bed tonight. Okay. So what is the time? um i mean it is late uh you know the party you know you know it's a a fancy for tatooine party at a palace so you know it's not like the party didn't start at 6 p.m it starts at like 11 p.m or whatever you know so uh, it is rather late no Um, you're wrong the party starts when i get there 
Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so like 11. The party doesn't start on Tatooine until someone threatens to blow it up, apparently. Um, that seems legit. For Tatooine, maybe. I mean, um, I mean, the movies back that up. <laughs> very true. Um, and you have been traveling for quite a while because you woke up, you went to the spa, you got chased through it, you were uh, marooned in that room and then had to travel through the sewers and then fought the Rathtar and then were chased by the Rathtar, you know, and then got here and then fought and the Rathtar again. And you went clothing again. shopping before the spa. Yes, and you went clothing shopping and uh, Percival acquired a helmet. Um, yes, so quite a bit, uh, quite a bit uh has gone on. Uh, so are the three of you just going to retire for the evening or is are any of you going to do anything else other than go to bed? I'm going to sleep. Okay. I'm going to sleep the heck out of this. Okay. Um, I'm probably, if there's like a shower or a bath, I'm probably going to wash off all the Rathar water or whatever the heck we've been mucking around in and then, yeah, sleep. Didn't we... Sh- you did I'm get refreshed. We showered when we like. You did get refreshed earlier, got here. but if oh. uh, Percival feels the need for a second uh, refresh, that's sure. They probably have. Commoners. They probably have nice like hotel soap or something. Nice hotel soap. <laughs> yeah, you know they have them at the the, the larger resorts in the core world. <sighs> Percival, the first person to steal the mini soaps from Jabba's palace and live to tell about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hasn't li- haven't escaped yet, so we'll see. Let's just see if he steals the linens. <laughs> I- I- I'll wrap them around me like a toga. All right, so um, Percival, you're gonna use the fresher and then go to bed. Uh, Jin, you're going to uh, just go to bed. Uh, Show, will you also be retiring for the evening? Is there any reason I would have to think that there is a spaceship in Jabba's palace? Well, it's Jabba's palace. Jabba Jabba (laughs) travels, uh, or was known to travel. Um, The palace is rather remote as far as its uh, location here on Tatooine. Um. You are aware of the tunnel that seems to lead directly to that spa. Beyond that, though, it seems a logical conclusion that there might be some other form of transport at the palace, whether or not that is actually a, um, you know, uh, starfighter or freighter, or, you know, some actual um, spaceship as opposed to just, say, land speeders or anything. Um is unclear, but it seems logical to you that there must be some other form of transportation available at the palace. Certainly, other people didn't arrive by the same means you did, so... Yeah, you, you, you're confident that there's... You're, you, you are convinced that there's um, a spaceship here. You know what? With all the ridiculousness happening, I haven't even had a chance to check out all the different ships in like the Mos Eisley spaceport I haven't seen any ships since we've landed I'm kind of bummed out because like what's the point of traveling if you don't get a look at all the at all sorts of cool ships also I'm really drunk so oh dear I'm gonna go wandering and looking for spaceships wandering looking for spaceships okay 
So please don't die. Uh, the other two, you guys have retired for the <coughs> evening uh, and are going to sleep, which means for the moment, the two of you are not going to be involved in this caper. Uh, show you leave the uh, the apartment, and I leave and I leave a note on the bed that says, "Percival, touch my bed, and I will know." Okay. I imagine it's very hard to read though because you're quite drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> also, I'm asleep. So yeah, he is asleep. Yeah, I'm drunk enough that I like skip over Arabesh <laughs> and just go straight into the alphabet. Okay, impressive. So uh, you leave and. Uh, you are in the corridor. Uh, do you want to go back the way you came, or do you want to try to explore a different uh, area of the palace? First off, do I have a data pad on me with a GPS capability? No. Dang. Well, I probably don't care at this point so i'm gonna go off in a different direction okay um because i've seen what's down that hallway okay so you're just gonna head off make a uh just make a roll your perception check uh just against a base perception so roll it just against two uh two purple dice Um, I succeed with a threat. Okay. Um, so you start to wind your way through the corridors. Um, you decide to intentionally walk in the opposite direction from the way that um, you came and the way that you know is where back where the party was. Um, just again, as you just said, to try to explore more of the palace and see, see what you can find. Uh, you kind of walk down corridor, you take a random left, you, you know, you take a random other turn, you're just sort of looking around, there's, uh, you're trying to see if maybe there'll be, you know, a larger door that you might think leads to a garage, or there'll be some staircase, or maybe even some sort of label or signage. Uh, there's none of those things, but after kind of walking down a couple of t- corridors and cap- taking a couple turns, you hear... Uh, muffled talking and sort of a scratching sound coming from uh, a room about halfway down the next hallway. Oh god, did Percival follow me? This Does not appear I... that anyone has followed you. No, no, I don't actually Oh, think. okay. That's my character's reaction to hearing a muffled scratching sound. Okay, well, I... Once I have my bearings together enough to, like, have some idea of the direction it's coming from, I um, kind of ease my way towards there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you, then, to make a stealth check against two purple dice. Okay. That's Unless you don't want to be stealthy. I don't think I'm quite that drunk yet. So I will 
make a stealth check. Okay, so... Or wait a second, actually... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not going to be stealthy. Whatever. <laughs> I am quite that drunk yet. Okay, well then, I'm still going to have you make the stealth check, but in addition to the base um, roll of two green dice against two purple dice, I would like you to add one black die. Ooh. This is taking into account the fact that since you are inebriated, your ability to be stealthy is um, limited. Two threats, two advantages, two failures, two successes. Two threats. That's nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everything canceled. Okay, so um, <coughs> you are just... You think you're being really stealthy, like you're like, oh god, I got this. I'm being so stealthy right now, but so in your mind, you're like crouched down, and you're like, you know, you're walking really slowly, and you're kind of letting the pressure as you take one step. You're kind of trying to flow in the next step. You're trying to like walk lightly and everything like that. You think in your head, you imagine that this is what you're doing. In reality, you are just walking down the hallway nor- normally. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm drunk as well. Snake. Yeah, so you're the. You think in your head all these stealthy things you should you could be doing, and because you're thinking it, you actually believe you're just doing it, but you're not. You are just walking normally <laughs> down the hallway. Um, you, as you walk, you hear as you get closer. You actually hear that the muffled talking and the scratching. As you get a little closer to the door, it's it kind of stops. It goes quiet as you approach this one door. I look at the door for a minute. Okay. It's a door. It's a door. It's very much a door. <laughs> Is it a locked door? Uh, you know, you don't... Uh, I mean, you don't really know. I open the door. Okay. Oh my gosh. So you press the sort of, you know, you press on the pad next to the door and it just swishes open. And inside you see the girl that you were talking to earlier, along with four other younger people, again, just around her age. They're not children, but they're oh my God. in that adolescent it's, it's teenager. It's the Hawkins Middle School AV Club. Yes, it is the Stranger Things Kids. We'll just say too that the distribution of uh, of uh, the distribution of of you know appearances and, and genders and everything is the same as the uh, the boys from Stranger <laughs> Things, except uh, yeah, and eleven. So it's one girl and, and four boys, and they are all what looks like they're filling a couple of small satchels with <clears throat> just kind of stuff. Uh, it. At first glance, you take a moment to look at it. It just looks like it's like there's some data chips and some credit tabs, but they're also just to seem to be like items you might carry around in your pocket. There, you know, looks like there's like some like cheap data pads and like uh, just little tools and like all kind of like random things. 
And a couple of seconds after the door swishes open, they all, you know, they've all frozen and they're staring at you. <clears throat> and they quickly just kind of like all like throw their hands over the packs that they're looking at. And the girl you were talking to immediately steps in between you and the rest of them and says, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. I told you you had to leave. But she's trying to talk softly. Like she's trying, she's agitated, but she's very clearly trying to keep her voice down. Um, what are you doing here? Never mind that. I said you had to leave. We're not doing anything. We're supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. I know. I know you're not supposed to be here. I saw you came in through the basement. Nobody else came through the basement. And she's like pointing a finger at you. Okay, no one else is fiddling with weird stuff on that table either. One of the kids, one of the the guys who's still kind of like got his arms over, he's like, it's not weird stuff, it's our stuff. Uh, just yells at you. Um. Right, do you know if there's any spaceships around here? Why do you want a spaceship? Like a hangar? Why do you want a spaceship? Um, because I've gone through far too much to not at least get a chance to look at a, at a new and different spaceship. Um, I mean, she looks back at the four of them and then looks back at you and she says, <coughs> well, she goes like, there's a hangar on the other side of the palace, but like, I don't know what's in there. Are you going to steal one of the ships? Well, I wasn't going to before you said that. She goes, her eyes get a little wide. She's like, wow. Are you really going to do that? I honestly don't even know what I'm going to say next. So how am I supposed to know that? She goes, oh, that'd be really cool. She goes, well, you you still got to get out of here. Like, you still got to get out of here. We got to get out of here, too. And she turns back and she's like, finish picking <coughs> that stuff up. We got to go. Hey. Hey. Why exactly do we have to get out of here? No, you have to get out of here because because it's you. You have to get out of here because because you don't belong here. We have to get out of here because we have important work to do. What's that work? It's none of your business. You're not part of the team, says one of the other one of the other boys as they're still just like shoveling the last of these like random items into these couple of satchels and like trying to get them locked closed. Well, if I know what kind of what work you're doing, then maybe I can try to like avoid getting in the way. Uh, the girl kind of laughs at you. She's like, yeah, you're not in the way. You don't even really know where you're going. Um, and she goes, come on guys, we got to get out of here. Um, you know, and she, then she says, <clears throat> Um, she says, Vanth told us to meet up at the rally point just outside of the city. And with that, the four of them, or well, the five of them, start to gather the packs together and they're like moving towards the door and they look like they're, ma- they're making their way out the door and down the corridor um, back uh, away from where you came. Hold up, Cobb Vanth? Uh, and she turns around at the side of the and she goes, yeah. What other vanth is there? Gosh. And she she turns like she's going to keep walking. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um where's that hanger? 
she <clears throat> waves at you. She like waves her arm like in one in a ran, in a sort of general direction. That's not the way that they're going. <clears throat> and they start walking away from you. <clears throat> okay, if I steal a ship, will you tell me what the heck is going on? Are you talking to me, the DM, the GM, or are you talking to the girl? Well, I know that you, Tom, the, <laughs> or the GM, will not do that, so I'm talking to the girl. Oh. Um, she stops, she gives a little signal, and they all stop. She walks back towards you, and again, in a very sort of low voice, she says, look, I don't care if you steal a ship, I've got somewhere to be, the hangar, or the whatever, is that way, I'm going this way, I told you, you gotta get out of here, I have to get out of here, I have things to do. Okay. And again, oh, one of the other four okay. boys trying to keep his voice down. He goes, Yeah, it's like you said, not part of the team. And then they turn and they start walking away. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to head towards where they said the hangar was. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you uh, follow their general direction, which really wasn't all that helpful because it really was just the direction of like, left and everything yeah so you go that direction and head down the corridor but uh really it just brings you uh down more corridors and so you're just wandering again but eventually you actually come to a very large door which looks like it's the entrance to a garage or at least the large super large storage room uh and you go to open it, but it is locked. And there is a coded data pad next to it that looks like it has been locked. Meanwhile, in all your time wandering through here, you haven't seen anyone else. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's 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 pretty weird. That said, I was not the only one drinking at that party, so... Maybe everyone else just took a nap. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Percival and Jin, you continue to sleep soundly. Sweet. Do I? Does, do we have dreams or nightmares? Uh, does Percival snore? That's up to you. Percival does snore. Oh, terrible! Roll some dice. I'm rolling some dice to see if I have nightmares. Okay. Roll uh, two green and two purple. <laughs> wow, I got a despair. <laughs> you have... Wait. you th- That's what you got? Wait. No, that's How? Red. It's red. <laughs> that explains it. Two green and two purple. Yes. Okay. No, I have three successes and a threat. That's better. Okay. Um, so you you end up having pretty good dreams, but um, pretty good dreams about you know being welcomed back into the empire and being <clears throat> victorious on all fronts and all that stuff, um, and being welcomed back to the highest levels of the imperial court and attending a f- rather fancy ball on Coruscant. Um, but then uh, towards the end of your your dream, uh, you uh, receive uh, a. Uh, an assignment where you are actually going to be stationed on uh, uh, the forest moon of Endor uh, for 
the foreseeable future, living above the, among the native populace at a uh, small garrison outpost there. It's the worst dream I've ever had. <laughs> that was at the end of the dream. The, you know, the rest of it was all fancy balls and high society. Uh, <laughs> but it ended so terribly. Well, that yes. sucks. Uh, Jin, you... I'm just going to say I have a good dream. You sleep very soundly and very comfortably. Sweet. You are having a fantastic time. (laughs) Just like always. You are determined to have a great time, no matter what. Uh (laughs) Show, back back to you. Um, You are faced with a locked door. What are you going to do? I want to check and see if... Oh, dear. Goodness. I want to use either computer or perception to... Um, see if I can learn anything about the lock. Uh, you can use computer. Whether or not it's hooked up to other security features. You, okay. you can use you can use that. Computer. Okay. Okay, that's just two green. Yep, against two purple. Ah. Just fell off the desk. <laughs> I succeed with threats. Okay. Um, it's a fairly simple lock. You actually are pretty sure that you could crack it, but you are worried it does seem like there is some sort of alarm attached to it. So if you were to screw up your attempts to crack it, you will most definitely, you think, set up set off some sort of alarm. Okay, well, I head back to the room. If I can remember the way back to the room. Do I need to roll for that? Nope. Okay. Nope. You're able to stumble. You're, you know, not stumble. You're able to make your way back that way. And when you return, you find both of your compatriots asleep. You find the note on your, that you left on your bed untouched. Awesome. Do I have a marker or something like that? Do you have a marker? Did, oh, no. did I write the note on a flimsy or a data pad? Oh dear. There were a couple pieces of flimsiplast in the uh in the room. So I'm guessing that there's also like a marker or pen around. Yeah. Okay. So, I I doodle a mustache on Percival. Why does this happen with every game group I ever play with? <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> this, my my friends did the same like my local friends here did the same thing to me with the marker. Uh, I mean, technically I am a local friend now, so... It's true. Um, Well, uh, Percival, Jay, you are in luck because uh, the particular pen that show is trying to use seems to only write on flimsoplast and so she is unable to place a mustache on Percival. Okay, well I draw (laughs) a mustache on a flimsoplast and... Rip it out and put it on Percival's face. Okay. Do I have any like adhesive? Uh, no, not really on you. No. <laughs> is there any in the room? Any tape? There is no tape. Yes. Nobody has any tape. <laughs> Not one person has tape. (laughs) 
think Tom's saying that he wants to get on with the story. Just a guess. I thought it was a Guardians of the Galaxy right <laughs> Yeah. Gosh, fake geek girl. Hey, I'm really tired right now, okay? <laughs> Not as That's tired fair. as Shoto, but... <clears throat> uh, anything else that you would like to do? Uh, collapse into bed. Okay, you do so. Um... And scene. Okay. So (laughs) you guys sleep through the night. Nothing happens of uh, importance uh, other than Percival's, um, you know, wonderful dream that kind of turns sour there at the end. Uh, You awake uh, sometime later, uh, well rested. Uh, Percival, you awake with a piece of flimsoplast on your face. Um, (coughs) And you immediately assume the culprit is show. and yes, uh, not long after the three of you awake. Oh, never mind. Actually, the three of you awake and are currently alone in the uh, apartment area. <clears throat> How are Is my memories food? of last night? Uh, pretty solid. You you weren't like drunk, really. You know, you weren't like blacked out or or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, I was. So your memories are fine. Well, I'm going to arrange the uh, bed sheets and pillow in a way to form robes and a hat that I can wear. Oh my god. <laughs> They're so comfortable. Okay. Well, I'm going to generally relay what I didn't exactly overhear so much as just straight out here. Um, heard last night. You mean your? You sure have a way. Your encounter. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I apologize. How yes? Yeah, you. The encounter. Okay. And also um, throwing in at the end, and then and then it turned out the hangar was locked. Like anyone else is going to care about that. What were you going to do with the ships? Look at them. We can do that some other time. <laughs> Yeah, you should have your priorities straight, I say while I'm fixing the pillow on my head. <laughs> yeah, first of all, someone needs their priorities straight. Thank you. Why would any of our characters have anything straight? <laughs> Good question. I go take a shower. <coughs> okay, uh, so now all of you have been filled in on the events of the night before. Um, Jin and the rest of you kind of get yourselves ready, showering, you know, redressing, all that stuff. Uh, you actually find that during the night, your clothes from yesterday, like your actual clothes, so not the clothes that you borrowed and, and not the, you know, any of that, the clothes from yesterday have actually been returned to you and they seem to have been laundered and cleaned. Um, in addition, there does seem to be, uh, for Jin, uh, there does seem to be a, uh, and it's you know it's for her because there's actually a little note uh, that says for Jin. Uh, there does seem to be like a new outfit for you next to your old outfit. Oh my god! Is it is it beautiful? Uh, I will allow you to describe its beauty. I have no clue what it's going to look like. I'm going to put it on anyways. Okay. I mean, you you can literally tell me what what it looks like. 
It is. I am really bad with fashion, so this is going to be fun. Um, it is a purple dress, okay. and it's very long, okay. and it's a lot of pleats, and it's that nice see-through fabric that's very soft. But it's also not all the way see-through. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like the skirt, the outer layer of the skirt is that nice see-through fabric. And it's, lo- yeah, very pleated. Gotcha. Wow, Ferric Obdor. <laughs> Chill, buddy. <laughs> right. Okay. So the outfit, not actually see-through, but understood. Yeah, the outer layer is, it's fine. Gotcha. Okay. Thank so you for clarifying. We have like a... Like an emergency <laughs> escape plan in case things go ridiculous again. Some more. That's fine. We. I don't think our plans ever actually work. So let's just go with it. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Suddenly, there is yeah. a knock on the door. Oh my gosh! I go onto the door. Okay. Uh, you open it and. Standing there is the Rodian uh, that you met yesterday, the one who sort of admitted you reluctantly to the party and introduced you to Farrakh Obdor. And Farrakh himself is standing there, um, clad in, uh, you know, his uh, w- one of his imperial uniforms. Um, and when you open door, he says, oh, you look absolutely lovely i am i am so glad that you chose to 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 wear uh the outfit i was able to find for you um how are you finding it so far the outfit or the room oh both i i i i hope that our accommodations were were acceptable to you last night yes they were lovely i have not stayed in a place this nice since leaving coruscant honestly and it's very refreshing Oh, well, that is wonderful. Now, um, if I may, uh, we, we, we will certainly um, have uh, refreshments and, and food for you this morning. Um, but I uh, wanted to discuss, um, well, uh, a, a rather, uh, I think, a rather special opportunity that has arisen that I think you may find enticing. I like enticing things. Wonderful. Uh, so come with me. So he uh, whisks the three of you out of the room uh, and leads you back towards the room where the party was yesterday. The party clearly has ended. That area is now sort of cleaned up. In the area that was the bar, uh, there are now a couple more tables. And on one of the tables, there has been laid out um, you know, food um, and drink. Uh, and he uh, implores the three of you to sit and to, uh, you know, begin to obviously partake of various, uh, you know, breakfast uh, foods and beverages and things like that. I only eat food that won't spill onto me, so I'm very careful about my food. Okay. So no no beverages and uh, uh, there are some like fruits and things like that. So you, you, you can have some of those things. Okay, sweet. What's the provenance of this food? Um, are you asking Farrakh or are you asking out of game? <laughs> Both. Okay. Um, so when you turn and ask Farrakh, he says, uh, why on earth would it matter to someone like you? <laughs> Duels have been fought for less, sir. 
Uh, he he. I'm I'm snorting with laughter behind my hand. <laughs> he th- the uh the Rodian actually like steps forward as if you have threatened Farrick, and Farrick just sort of throws his head back and laughs, and says um. And says, I assure you, my good sir, that it is of the finest quality. You need not care about where it came from. It was brought in uh, last evening, and certainly I would never dare to serve anything inadequate to our, you know, our our dear guest. And he gestures towards Jin, um, who is enjoying the breakfast food. I give him a very rude smile. I am... Wait, question. Do I have a gun? <laughs> Why would Percival have a gun? Don't, don't do anything with a gun. <laughs> Let me check my character sheet. Hang on. I don't know if I have a gun. Um, You worry me, friend. I do. I have a light blaster pistol. You do oh, have a dear. light blaster pistol. Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell him. I love how resigned you sound. I, mean, I am so on the verge of shooting him. Oh my god, don't shoot him. He's insulted me. Man. Um what would happen would happen if... to be any like um I don't want to know foods. Are there like is there like a bowl of bugs or anything like that for some of the non-humans? There are no bugs. Dang. Then I I I grab some fruit and shove it in Percival's mouth to make him shut up. I can still shoot with fruit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you can stop talking with fruit in your mouth, too. Percival, please. Just, I do the, like, calm down hand movement where you use both your hands, you just kind of lower them. I give a very rude gesture to Farrakh Abdor in Coruscant charm language, so I'm sure he doesn't understand. Oh, my God. Uh, again, he sort of chuckles, and in fact, you're not sure if he did understand it. Um, he seems to be entertained by you and your uh, objections. <laughs> I'm sure you'll excuse my assistant. He's very um, enthusiastic about his food. Oh, oh, not at all, not at all, not at all. I, I too, can be rather particular about my uh, vittles, particularly if I've had, a, you know, a, a trying evening. Um, totally, totally understandable. Um I very passively aggressively chew my fruit. I'm 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 giggling to myself because Percival is being ridiculous about his food while dressed in bed linen. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I feel like oh a mother with like two problem children and I'm not quite sure what to do with you both. Hey. <laughs> you wandered off to find ships while drunk. Don't you give me that. Well, at least I didn't succeed in drawing a mustache on Percival. <laughs> I eat my food. <laughs> I find something made of meat and eat that. Okay, yeah, there are meats. You know, there's there's breakfast meats and things like that. Um, think of the you know the the Star Wars version of a rather good breakfast buffet. Are there space waffles? There are indeed space waffles. Okay, I eat the space waffles, so now I'm now I'm less okay. angry. We ask only the important questions. Uh, clearly, 
<laughs> I have a gun and are there space waffles? Only the important question. That's what I ask myself every day. I, I hope our audience is learning yes, a lot. I'm, from I'm this. sure that even now characters are being drawn up uh, and plans made for running games based exactly on the um, the uh, like home life game that the three of you are playing this evening. Um <laughs> Over who sleeps when with. aren't we playing this game? I, I don't know. You, you, the three of you have a particular talent for turning really any situation into just like banal home life decisions about how to exist in the galaxy far, far away. That is not a criticism, by the way. That is just merely an observation. So I'm, um, I'm gonna lean like my out. I'm not gonna lean my elbow on the table. That's rude. I'm gonna like kind of lay close to the <laughs> Um and. Ask him, so what are you going to be showing us today? Ah, yes. Uh, and he sits down. He says, um, so it is my understanding uh, that, well, you are embedded with Red Key, as you, you told me. And I, and I find that very, very interesting. But um, I'm, I'm wondering, are, you are aware of the, the festivities planned for today, of the, uh, the, the auction that is to take place? I am aware of it. Hmm. Well, it is my understanding that Red Key is not among those who are invited to participate, and in, in that 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 quite makes sense, as they they lack the infrastructure and capital, I think, to make a reasonable offer on the 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 the, the merchandise available. But I I think. And please, please tell me if I'm overstepping my bounds as as merely a, a humble servant and, and and a fan of your great work. He, Farrick seems to, at every opportunity, take a chance to just completely <laughs> fawn over Jinchana and and her. I love this. Oh. As a Jin loves this, she's enjoying this a lot. Um, it's a shame that none of this really made it into Life Dead or Empire Zen. This would have been great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, he says, ah, but I think that, you know, seeing this event take place would be, would be critical to helping you sort of inform whatever, whatever character you might be playing in your next role. And, and I would, would, would humbly like to offer you the chance to sort of sit in audience of the auction today and, and see the events play out, um, as part of your research and as my guest. I look like I'm considering his his offer very seriously, okay. and I'm just like, hmm, I suppose you might be right there that this could help with my role. So, uh, hmm, what do you think, assistants? I don't like him, but on the other hand, it seems nice and comfortable, and comfort is good. Well, there you have it. I'll I'll accept your offer. Ah, fantastic! Um, and he he waves to the Rodian who kind of leaves and looks, like he's, <laughs> you know, being set up on time. He's like, "Great, we will leave right away as the auction actually is set to begin in several hours. And our location for viewing is not 
uh, located here. Um, but if you accompany me, uh, we will actually be uh, viewing uh, the auction with uh, several other interested parties who I think you may be interested to meet. In fact, I'm um, quite certain that you will probably find even you know, further inspiration from some of these very fascinating individuals. Um, so he says, so as soon as you are, you know, finished, um, please let me know and we will make our way to the viewing. And he gets up from the table and sort of walks out of the room, uh, though it, it, you get the sense he's not going very far. Um, he's, so you guys are alone for the moment, but he's probably, uh, nearby. I look at, I look at Shoto and wiggle my eyebrows. Shoto. Show. Sorry, my mic That's was okay. off. <laughs> uh, do you know how to interpret that uh, signal? Well, I don't have eyebrows, so not really. I did not think of that. <laughs> So this seems like a good time, right? To go to the auction? I mean... Yes. 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 I wonder what they're auctioning. Okay. That is what we want to know. All right. Uh, does anyone... Uh, oh, I'm now just seeing the picture of the, the dress. Uh, Saf. No. <laughs> um Okay, yes. uh, so uh, presuming that no one else wants to do anything, uh, the three of you finish your meal, um, you're ready to go, and you alert Farrick, who leads you um, back through the palace, um, in fact, back to the hangar door um, show that you uh, ended your journey at yesterday, uh, and you- I clap my hands. You make your way into uh, the hangar after he punches a couple of uh, codes into the uh, into the door, uh, and inside there are a number of land speeders that he gestures you towards. There is also one uh, starfighter, and it looks like uh, the image that I'm adding to the Slack channel. Ooh. And it looks like that. It is sitting in the corner of the hangar. I skip up to it and I'm like, my head's moving around so fast trying to see everything that my lefty are just kind of whipping around and being a hazard. Uh, you recognize it uh, immediately show as uh, an Arachid Helix uh, fighter. Uh, you recognize it as, oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh my goodness, an Iraqi Helix fighter. Uh, you recognize it as um, being a pretty versatile uh, fighter that's relatively common around the galaxy. It was actually, uh, it's actually pretty well known as being uh, one of the sort of go-to fighters that um, sort of politician level types or sort of uh, richer uh, folk might... Uh, uh, invest in if they needed um, very quick uh, 
uh, nimble and sort of accessible travel that also had the ability to provide a measure of defense, uh, often used by people who were ex-Navy or military, um, who had some training in flying starfighters and were looking for something that was slightly more... um, civilian uh, directed uh it certainly would sort of the pass the muster of not being a strictly military vehicle when spotted but certainly could also hold its own uh in terms of maneuvering uh and uh and uh, uh offensive capabilities i say all of this very quickly and excitedly to jin and percival that sure is a ship <laughs> I is hope it, it flies. Is it the same color that it is in this it picture? It is the same color. It is a hideous color. Ghastly, How really. dare you say that? It's a hideous color. So while you're... That is a classic, damn it. ...debating the color, uh, Farrick, <laughs> uh is actually gesturing you not towards the ship. He's gesturing towards one of the larger land speeders that is, uh, that is parked here in the hangar. Um, so he loads you into the speeder, uh, jumps into it. The Rodian jumps into the driver's seat and you <coughs> speed off. Farewell, Helix. And, uh, Farrick just kind of makes idle small talk, asking, uh, Jin, uh, you know, specific questions about certain old roles that you've had in movies and other people that you've appeared in hollow films with, you know, asking for sort of like basic basic gossip trying to confirm various rumors about like who's you know who's a a difficult person to work with on set who's like secretly very nice despite their appearance you know all that that sort of um all that sort of hollow celebrity uh, gossip uh and after about an hour you guys arrive at a um you arrive at A well, not quite a homestead, but kind of a rather uh, sparse uh, collection of buildings uh, with uh, some basic access to like water and some some moisture evaporators and stuff. But it's just kind of just this homestead in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's like three or four buildings. Um, you can see a large uh, sort of hover bus is parked at one end. Uh, there are some people filing off of that and heading into uh, one of the three buildings. But Farrick actually brings, or the, <coughs> the land speeder you're in, actually heads towards one of the far buildings furthest away from where the hover truck is and uh, parks under a little overhang and Farrick gestures you inside the building. This seems lovely. And he tells you, "I like the palace better." He tells you that <laughs> you know you can you you'll be able to view everything from in here. Uh, and you go inside, and whatever this building was, uh, whatever it happened to be previously, uh, whether it kind of looks like it was just used as some sort of a storage uh, building, like a large storage shed or something like that whatever it had been it's now been turned into some sort of makeshift uh not theater but like makeshift sort of viewing room uh there are several rows of uh pretty nice comfy looking chairs that have been set up uh and there is a large hollow projector set in front of them uh and farrick 
gestures that you can take any of the chairs um, as all of them at the moment are currently empty um, and that you'll be able to view what happens with the auction in the other building here. Okay. I can't remember if we needed to steal the thing that was being auctioned. Does everyone, anyone remember your mission? I'm pretty comfortable, so I, I'm, I'm good with whatever we're doing, and I have no idea what the mission is. <laughs> I know we were supposed to get information on it. We were probably supposed to steal it. Seems likely. We're the worst team. <laughs> I mean, I remember there was an alien who was talking to us, but honestly, they all look the same to me. Wow. So. How I don't look anything like that guy. No, no, you're actually pretty. He was like this ugly Celestin thing, right? Yes. I'm still an alien. I pick up no, one of the chairs like a- and put it on top of J- of Percival. Uh, the chairs are bolted to the floor. Damn it! <laughs> is there anything not bolted to the floor that is large and heavy? Uh, no. There are several stormtroopers. There's three of them just sort of scattered around the the walls of the, you know, they're standing up against the walls of the room. They look like they're just there for guard duty and protection. I grab both your shoulders and I push you both down into the seats like opposite me. So I'm in the middle. Okay. Um, how did, how did Jin end up becoming the reasonable one? Uh, I don't know. No idea. All of Farrick's attention went to her head, I guess. It did, yeah. So, uh, the three of you sit. Uh, Farrick uh, hasn't sat yet. He has actually retreated back outside for a few minutes. Uh, and the three of you are alone. And you actually hear a couple more land speeders start to appear. And Farrick reappears. <coughs> And comes to the front. You guys are in the sort of first row. There are three rows of seats. And behind him, they're just kind of a group of other humans. uh, Relatively nondescript clothes. Some of them uh, not not very fancily dressed. Certainly no one wearing anything. Approaching the resplendence of uh, Jin and her um, see-through, not-see-through dress. um, (laughs) Purple dress. Uh, (laughs) Certainly not Jay and his linens. No. Um, but uh, there's a bunch of them and they sort of file in. And then the last two people into the room who take seats in the second row directly behind uh, Percival and Jinchana are two individuals who have hoods pulled up over their heads and who have green scaly hands claws rather that are kind of reaching out from these cloaks they're wearing they are flanked on either side by uh humans who are very openly and they are the only people um who did this very openly carrying weapons they're carrying blasters um that's a little much please tell me you didn't put nargons in this game they are not nargons do these aliens have pheromones Chill. Sort of a weird Don't way to mose. ask that question. Um, <laughs> I'm asking if they're Faleen, but obviously, you right. know. That uh, was one way to ask that question. Uh, upon entering the room, Percival, you, your immediate guess is that these are indeed two Faleen. 
uh, individuals. Um, uh, you have seen Falling before. You have been in the presence of Falling. Um, so you know that generally Falling, when they are uh, not hosting or that they are not in what would be deemed a sort of home or comforting environment, generally travel, uh, you know, sort of hooded and trying to not hide, but not draw attention to themselves uh, for numerous reasons. Uh, and so you're pretty sure that these are Falling, and you do know that Falling have an ability uh, to sort of influence the perceptions and opinions of other people uh, through pheromones. Uh, though nothing, nothing has changed in their in terms of their appearance in the room. Like you don't feel any different. You don't. Nothing. There's nothing weird going on. That's just what you know about falling. I whisper to to Jen and Show. These are falling behind us. Okay. Uh, Jay, please roll a... Uh, oh, dear. Roll one of the green dice. Just yeah, one just roll dice. one green die. No purple die or anything. Just roll a green die. Success. Success. Okay. Um, from behind you, you hear a sort of low voice with a bit of a hiss to it that says yes we indeed are uh, and clearly one of the falling heard you say that hello nice day today it is indeed uh, the falling sort of responds to you uh, without removing its hood you can kind of under the hood you can see its eyes you know a bit of a glow to them uh, and you can sort of make out some of the facial features, though there's enough shadows being uh, created by the hood that you don't have a, a clear look uh, at the falling. Uh, and the falling, when you turn and actually respond to it, looks at you for an extra moment, kind of taking you in, taking in your, you know, your your face and everything. And then uh, just kind of looks away to his compatriot and says something in a language you don't understand um, and doesn't take any more interest in you for the moment. Hmm. Before you All can right. kind of do anything to respond to that, the hollow projector in front of you springs to life and you see the interior of what looks like a cantina. Uh, this cantina, if you look in the Slack channel, um, looks like... Oh, goodness. This. <laughs> so it looks roughly like that. Um, uh, you, there, <laughs> however, the hollow cameras have been set up. There are several of them sort of around the cantina and you kind of have a holistic view of most of the cantina. So you have this sort of bar along one end. There are uh, several tables in the middle that are all facing a stage. And then there look to be sort of alcove booths around the edge. Um, it looks like the cantina is only one floor. Um, and oh my God. there are several tables set up 
And there are several tables, about nine in total, set up in the middle of the room. Uh, and you can see that some of the tables are occupied, a few of them are empty, and there are sort of a number of different groups of people all sitting there. And as you begin to take in these images, Farrick explains to sort of you and to the room at large that, you know, they are just waiting on the, it appears that they're waiting to see if the, you know, the last of the groups will arrive and that the auction is set to begin in a few minutes. Interesting. So the people in this place aren't bidding, right? They're just watching? Uh, The people in here, yes, do not seem to be bidding. They seem to be viewing it the same way that you are. Okay, I ask... I'm sorry, what was that? Is there popcorn? Uh, The... uh, now that everyone has seated, there are one or two protocol droids that have come in and are dis- uh, dispensing some base refreshments, though nothing that we would call popcorn. Are there any made of meat? There are. There are some like small pieces of meat on stick, you know, kind of those sort of nibbles. Meat sticks. Okay. I take some meat sticks. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Farrick. Um, so is nobody you're representing bidding for the merchandise? You asked Farrick? Yeah, I asked Farrick. Is he nearby? Yeah, yeah. he's, um, he's not, ne- okay, yeah. he, he's sort of walking around again. He's walking around a little bit as he's continued to like greet the people who came in. He's kind of getting the lay of the land. He's clearly sort of hosting this. And, uh, as he walks by, you ask him and he says, oh, oh no, we, um. You know, we were we, a little ashamed to say this. We were not really invited to partake in the proceedings. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the people that I represent in the Empire, we have a rather vested interest in the, uh, the results of this transaction. But, you know, as a um, sort of very just uh, and, and, and dutiful uh, uh, leadership, we are very interested in allowing, you know, the 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 democratic uh, transaction of commerce to to, uh, to to sort of will out and fulfill itself here. We are merely here in an, an observatory uh, capacity. Uh, okay. He moves on. That seems fair. Okay. Uh, so let's see. A couple of things you note. Of the tables on the hollow, there are nine of them. Of those nine tables, seven of them have people at them, have or organisms or entities or whatever you want to use. They're all humans. Two of the tables near the middle of the room are completely empty. Interesting. Anyone have a question, comment, want to do anything before I continue to proceed? Is anyone recognizable on the tables? Like anyone that we would have encountered at all? So, uh, at one of the tables, show, you see four individuals sitting there with very dark blue skin and red eyes who seem to match the description of several individuals you saw back in the cantina at Mos Eisley, but were not able to interact with. 
You're not quite sure that these are the same people, but given their rather unique appearance, you're willing to make the guess that they are. Huh. Small desk. At one of the other tables, in fact, at one of the tables that is next to those four individuals, you see a small, a Sullustin man sitting talking to a uh, R2 droid that is red, and they are discussing something, or discussing something to the extent that a person and a R2 droid can discuss anything. Um, And this person is entirely recognizable to all three of you. Um, I don't want to sound speciesist, but that Sullustin looks just like the one that we know. Just saying. I I just put my hand over his mouth. I try and don't completely succeed to uh, not curse at the sight of Rian Rand. That is correct. That is Rian Rand, your associate, whom you last saw in the spa holding off uh, a, you know, uh, or trying to deal with the fact that there were people trying to break in through the door to attack you while you were going down the sewer. And yet, he seems to have made it to the auction. Why did they need us here if they've got him there? Why would they hire us to begin with? I have no clue. So, uh, the only other group that has anyone that you recognize um, is one of the tables not near Rian Ran is... um, There is one of the tables in the middle of the room, excuse me, uh, has five people at it. Three of them are human. Two of them are, again, wearing hoods. uh, And you can't really make it out in the hollow, but you all assume that those are actually other Falleen, as they seem to be wearing similar outfits to the two Falleen that uh, that are sitting behind you. Okay. Uh, in addition, there's a table with two Twi'leks. Uh There's a table of four humans who seem to be uh, in a very agitated state and are pointing at each other and sort of talking, you know, animatedly. Uh, there is a humans. table of three Duros. And then there is another table of three humans, two women uh, and one man who are sitting quietly, not really talking to each other, but... Uh, very much definitely taking in the the scene of the room. Well, those three look like very strange people. <gasps> what weirdos. Gosh. I'll I'm so judgmental. Up. I'll bet they get blown up all the time. Like, literally all the time. They just have that look. Uh, as you're watching the uh, proceedings, uh, one of the Twi'leks, actually both of the Twi'leks rise from the table and actually head towards the stage. One of them is carrying a box of some kind and places it upon the stage and then goes to stand next to it. Um, there is 
uh, a little bit of sound and you can start to hear that this Twi'lek is welcoming everyone and explaining that, uh, you know, Zyrtok the Hut is, you know, so glad that so many people could, uh, you know, could come to the, you know, the grand event and that, you know, going on and on about sort of introducing the auction and everything like that. Uh, Percival, from behind you, you hear the words, I have a question, <clears throat> I have a question for you. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say that with the S's. Uh, for me? And you turn, and the uh, Falnine you were speaking to before, it says, yes, I, I wish to know which of the groups present there, and he extends a clawed finger in the direction of the hollow projector, you represent. I grab Preswell's arm. I represent Jinchana, who's oh sitting right here. <laughs> uh, the Falling sort of turns his head slightly towards Jinchana and says, hmm, very most interesting. Well, Miss Jinchana... Could you elaborate on your uh, presence here today? Uh, he seems um, very interested in the three of you. Who are you exactly? Uh, at your question, one of the uh, two... Um, guards, the one sitting closest to him, uh, leans forward with a hand on his blaster and says, um, uh, <laughs> it says, uh, you know, I believe that Master Azil asked you a question. I, you are n in no position to be, uh, uh, to be questioning him. And the falling. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> falling kind of raises a hand at the guard and, and gets him to sort of back down. It's my apologies. My associates are are nothing if not loyal and protective of their masters. Well, I know your name now, so thank you. Um, I'm here with Ferrick Abdur. Actually, I'm here as his special guest. Uh, Azil uh, uh, looks over at Farrakh, who has not taken a seat, but has kind of perched himself near one of the troopers at the wall um, and sort of nods his head and says, very fascinating. Well, I apologize for the interruption. Please enjoy. And he leans back as if he is now completely satisfied with whatever information you've given him. I have no clue what information he actually got from me, so that's terrifying. So, uh, as you watch, the uh, uh, as you watch, you see that the the uh, you turn your attention, sorry, back towards what's going on. Uh, the Twi'lek uh, continues to speak and is explaining the rules of the auction when all of a sudden one of the humans at that table of four that was all agitated kind of jumps up and starts screaming something about, you know, theft and thievery and that the Karthak group demands that what was theirs be returned to them. 
And this oh my God, humans. takes the uh, Twi'lek by surprise. By the way, the Twi'lek is now standing next to a hollow image of Zyrtok the Hutt. That, that box is clearly a smaller version of a hollow projector that you're using um, and that was delivering messages for him. Uh, and one, that person who gets up and is yelling and screaming actually pulls out a blaster and starts firing at the Twi'lek. And all of a sudden, the room, the cantina that you are watching, the whole room just sort of erupts into chaos. Tables get kicked over. Uh, you watch as the falling of the three humans sort of dive under their table. Uh, the three humans uh, who were at a table near them, like one, their table gets kicked over and they kind of duck behind it. And they all are all brandishing blasters. Um, the uh, four individuals who were wearing uh, blue uh um who are wearing the you know sorry not wearing the who have the blue skin and the red eyes uh very calmly but very quickly as well all kind of took cover um and it's at this point that you realize you had sort of missed something in being interrupted by zeal that there seemed to be a lot of flashing red lights attached to the bottom of each table in that cantina i am so glad we are not there right now <laughs> yeah this is a great show. Uh, and Percival, this isn't a show. You see, you see Ferric uh, is talking. <laughs> Ferric seems a little kind of worried by this. He's talking to the three troopers who don't leave the room, but they actually move back towards the doors if they're sort of repositioning themselves. Uh, and Ferric has got his eyes sort of glued on the hollow projector. And you're watching all of these uh, blasters now exchange fire. And you're watching people trying to run out of the cantina. And there's some kind of chaos. The... Uh, Image of Zyrtok gets the hollow projector there, gets hit by an errant blaster bolt and and is exploded. Um, and then you see the strangest thing. One of the three humans at that table that they kind of kicked over and hid beside actually pulls out, a, actually points their blaster directly at the table across from them and fires their blaster into the thermal detonators that are attached to the bottom of the table. And the entire oh my God. room just disappears in a flash of white. And the hollow projector actually begins to like fizzle and crickle. And the, the image begins to crackle and disappears into just kind of staticky nothingness for a few moments. But you can still kind of hear the sounds of explosion and the sounds of people sort of yelling out and all this craziness. Humans. And a bunch of people in the room. I have in, no clue what just happened there. And sort of get all crazy, and there's a lot of commotion and sound in the room. And uh, Farrakh himself is sort of shouting that, "Oh, everything's gonna be fine! Like everyone, take your seats! Like this is be fine. We're gonna get this sorted. Um, you're perfectly safe here. You know, this is ridiculous." He's trying to control the room, and he can't. It's as uh, if they've never and, seen an auction before. Uh, have you the image is sort of still like all fuzzy and it's like crackling and stuff and it looks like the hollow you know trying to see if the, the projector itself those the hollow cams will actually start working again and you have there's no sign of Rian Ran you have no idea what happened to him or the droid or anything like that but uh, as you're waiting for it to come back uh, again, uh, Percival, you hear a voice behind you, though this time it's much, much closer. It's basically right beside your ear. Uh, and the voice um, 
with that sort of like hiss to it, says, uh, quite an interesting turn of events, wouldn't you say, Percival Rapellian? Oh, no. I swear in High Galactic. Perhaps... I look at you. <laughs> perhaps you would uh, be willing to uh, discuss them with us in a private audience? Something tells me that we have much to discuss. Can I hear this? At the moment, the only person who heard any of this last exchange was Percival. Okay. I'm just kind of looking at him in confusion because he swore like that. Oh, you heard the swear. Uh, you didn't hear anything else. Yeah. And that, my friends, is where we are leaving tonight's episode. Damn it. I want to know more. Well, at least maybe I'll remember this ending. <laughs> what was the full name's name again? Azil. All As right. in Azil from Timothy Zahn's book, Scoundrels. Um, though... That's not important. That's just where I pulled the name from. All right. Well done, Merc team. See, Brian, they finally got into real trouble. <laughs> uh, kind of. They kind of got into real trouble, although I got to relive getting blown up again, so that was great. Yes. For <laughs> any of our intrepid listeners, the Merc team has now seen the Rebel team, and the events of those two teams have now finally intersected. Wait, were you the ones oh that my... blew up the table? Yeah, that that was us. <laughs> oh that's, my god! That's, that's why I was talking about how they clearly looked like they got blown up a lot. Yeah, that's why I said they were weird. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, that oh. was episode... That was the end of episode one? That was the end of episode one for the Rebel team. Yes. <laughs> so, we're a little behind you. Well, you guys took detours to the spa and to a hotel and to the haberdashery and, you know. Yeah, we on the Rebel team was, aren't jealous at all. Was this the first episode that actually kind of followed where you thought it would go? No. <laughs> no. No, none at all. Uh, no, the other, uh, you know, the, like, the, your first episode kind of happened exactly as I imagined it. Um, I would say slightly less happened in your first episode than I thought might, but I, I wasn't going to, but I wasn't going to force you guys forward in time because the first episode of any game in particular is really about letting people establish their characters. And since the three of you were doing that really well, I didn't want to rob you of that for the sake of just moving the timeline. Um, in the case of the. You know, well, you know, establishing your dynamic, finding your character voices and stuff. The same way with the Rebels, like, the three of them kind of established that, but they also established this kind of pace and idea of, like, moving very quickly and wanting to, um, because they are hired by the Rebels and they are sort of more on a mission than the three of you are, um, or at least had a more direct mission to start, um, mm -hmm. they just had a bunch more inertia to start, so they were naturally going to move forward, um. I mean, every episode since then on both sides, there's been a lot of me like retweaking where the story is going or opening it up a bit more to let you guys um, play around with uh, some fun little nugget of the galaxy that you all found interesting. This, but, was just, I mean, every, yeah. this was just the first episode where I didn't see you. Like, like I didn't imagine you shaking your head and like throwing your notes into the air <laughs> at any point. What is the point of any of this? <laughs> I only wrote... For this episode, I wrote one, two, three, four, 
five lines of notes. Oh, wow. So there are only five lines of notes for the whole episode. Um, and you guys used up four lines of those notes. One line of notes will carry over. Oh, we're doing good. Very yeah. nice. Uh, Tom, anything, <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to plug before we, uh, before we head out? Yeah, Empire's End, Chuck Wendig's awesome, stunning, thrilling, stupendous, fabulous conclusion to the Aftermath trilogy comes out on Tuesday. Um, absolutely, go read it, go listen to it, go buy it, go love it. Um, Barnes & Noble Edition's got a sweet poster, double-sided poster, of Grand Admiral Ray Sloan, all caps, and uh, Nora Wexley in it. Um, everyone should check it out. It's awesome. I want to frame the, the Grand Admiral Sloan one. You should do that. I should. I support that. Very cool. And uh, we are going to be having a little side episode where we're going to talk about uh, building your own campaign uh, soon here. We'll work through on our side when we're going to schedule that, but stay tuned for that. Uh, hey, thank you all for coming out and playing again, and uh, we will catch you all next time. Bye. Later. Farewell. See ya. This podcast is still not canon. For more information about the campaign and Star Wars tabletop RPGs, visit Tashi-Station.net.